Thanks for joining us this week on Really Cool People. Today we talk with J.W. Davies, who has worked all his career to defeat the stereotypical accountant stigma. Join us as he talks about finding his passion for accounting, the entrepreneurial spirit that drives him, and the joy that he finds in helping others. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Okay, thank you, Dad, for joining us. Uh, We just want to start off by asking you a little bit about um, your profession and how you got there, because I'll start with a story, actually. We were walking through one of the malls in Salt Lake County. Anyways, uh, this guy walks up to us and starts talking to us. He asks what I want to do with my life, Mm -hmm. and I told him I want to be an accountant, and he looks at me and he's like, well, you know that people that are accountants just do it because they don't like talking to people. <laughs> yeah. like, you must not be a social person. Like, wow, who yeah. are you? Oh yeah, he was bold in it. You know what, we'll roll with it. But there is this perspe- perception that accountants are just really boring people. And I, I don't know, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. Um, the, the perception is definitely true, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I had that perception when I was growing up in Fillmore. There was an, a tax accountant, and yeah. he was... Um, he worked out of his basement and he was this older nice guy but yeah. not very so social <laughs> and so he fit that that, that uh, mold yeah so what led you to want to be an accountant so i met one of those people and i was like i want to be like you you know <laughs> uh no joke so i met snow college um shortly returned from uh, just recently returned from my mission and uh my my advisor was like, well, why don't you try a few different classes? Like maybe try accounting and try um, maybe a marketing class. Anyway, so I go to my accounting class and um, give a shout out to Eric Hedelius. Uh, He's teaching this accounting 101 and he's up there and he's such an awesome guy, but he is a typical accountant (laughs) and he's, but he has this passion behind what he's talking about. And he's got his pocket protector with his pens and his glasses. But when he's talking to me about helping business owners be able to make decisions that will help them be more profitable and be successful in what they're doing, there was just, seriously, like I had this, like this light bulb clicked on in my head and I was like, I wanna be just like Eric. (laughs) And uh, honestly, from that point in time, I can look back and never, or looking back on it, I've never looked back on the decision. I made it right there in Accounting 101, maybe the second or third day of class. That's so that's crazy. Yes, boom. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that stereotype does exist for sure. And I think one of the things that as an accountant that I've been able to do and I've had success in doing is trying to break that, honestly. like realizing that just because that stereotype does exist, um, it doesn't, it's not true. And I don't know why certain people tend to be attracted to that, that have those behaviors or whatever, but um, there's a lot of very successful accountants that know how to communicate with people, anyway, and know how to not, know how to be proactively helping people. Okay, can you kind of break it down? I'm kind of a dummy. I don't really know exactly what an account, account I mean, I hear yeah. all the time numbers and money and people and stuff. And so can you kind of just break it down and tell us what your role yeah. is in accounting? Yeah, and I think of it, I, just to put it simple, I look at it like a business advisor. Okay. 
So, you know, when you play basketball, you have a coach, mm-hmm. right? Um, or when you're in school, you maybe have an aide to kind of help you or, or a tutor. And an accountant is kind of like that for business. Um, we, we have a lot of experience. We work with and see a lot of different types of businesses in all ranges. And so just over the years, you gain experience of learning what makes a successful business and what doesn't. Um, but, and, and there's a lot of ways to be a business advisor. And I guess a CPA, a certified public accountant, or an, even you know, when you use the term accountant, it's probably more advising from a financial point of view. Like, um, how do we raise money for our business? Or what should I spend my money on? Am I spending too much money on this? Or am I spending too much money on that? And are my, is my, are my margins good enough? A margin is like I'm selling um, a flower at a flower shop and I sell it for a, a rose vase for $100, but my cost is $50. So the difference between the two, in this case, $50 is the margin. So helping business owners realize that you got to have enough margin anyway to stay open. Yeah, so, and then there's the tax side of it. So all businesses have to pay tax. And tax is interesting because if you look at if you look at where businesses and business owners spend their money, their number one, the highest category of expense is tax. They spend more money on tax than they do their mortgages, than their food, anything else in life. And so if as a good accountant, I can help reduce the taxes that they have to pay, it helps them keep more. And there's, there's uh, tricks to the trade, right? There's knowledge. Uh, a knowledge base that you develop over time to help a business owner realize like, well, if I'm an LLC and I'm taxed as an S-corp instead of a partnership, I don't have to pay self-employment tax. Or, well, what if I hire my kids in my business? Then I can pay them and it's an expense to me and you've done this for a lot of years with your family and you've never really realized that they're getting a good benefit and there's a reason probably, but besides giving you a good job to clean, there's a reason why parents are motivated to pay kids because they're at a lower tax bracket than I'm in. So there's just a lot of a lot of information and knowledge that helps these business owners be successful. And so that's kind right. of well. I always knew growing up that you were very happy with your job. That you were very positive about it. But I always thought the same kind of questions like, "What the heck does he even do?" <laughs> I played the game of life, and I knew that accountants were one of the people in the game. And they, they had little dollar signs on the cards, and I knew that that's, but yeah, you really don't learn, and I have, I've learned a little bit the past year and a half or so of working with you, but um, you're, you're an extraordinary accountant. You're, not defi- you're definitely not the average accountant. You're a very personable and a very driven accountant that um, has done a lot of different things through your career, and it, it's definitely an inspiration for me to see the drive and the things that you do that are within your job, but you also like to push the boundaries that I've noticed of what an accountant actually does. There's a, there's a lot of ways that you take on more responsibility than maybe the average accountant would. Yeah, yeah, I, well thanks for the compliment. That's nice of you to say that. I, I, I believe like no matter what we do in our professions, there's always more to learn. There's always new things to explore and things to do. 
Um, and maybe this is a good lead-in for one of our topics is one of those projects that we started just a few years ago is called Invest Nest. And um, it, it actually ties these two topics together because the reason we started this InvestNest is a high school competition um, for students to, to start a business. So it's like, think of it like Shark Tank, but at a high school level. And the reason we did that is because we wanted, Davies Allen at, at our firm, we wanted to be able to change the way that high school students look at accountants. We wanted to take that stigma and say, we wanted to bust it on the floor <laughs> like a glass, you know, vase or whatever so we said let's find a way to do that so we we went to the to Wasatch High School um, shared with them our desire to work with these students and so we started this business competition and uh, the kids have loved it we've been doing it for three years now and and um, we've had we've given away a lot of money to these kids so anyway I don't know how much you want to talk about that or well, what I questions you have um, but maybe before we get to that, let's talk about Davies Allen. Yeah. What that is how that started. Um, because Davies Allen, or InvestNest wouldn't exist without Davies Allen yeah. pre-existing it. So maybe just a little background into um, where Davies Allen started and, and some of the principles that you guys have found with Davies Allen. Yeah. No. Happy to talk about that. So before Davies Allen, I was with a firm. A, a different firm, and I worked for that firm, and I was with a partner, and that I was a partner in that firm for about seven years. I'd worked for that firm for about 15 total years, and I loved that firm. We we were in Logan, but we wanted to expand and open new offices, and so uh, we left Logan, moved our family right to Heber City. And I opened a new office in Salt Lake and commuted for a long time. And then we opened an another office in Heber. And then we opened another office in Orem with Brad, Allen, uh, Brad Allen's help. And as we, as we did that, we found that we were having a lot of success growing that, growing that business. Um, and it was a fun challenge for me to try to do some, you know, something different. Got me closer to home, too, to my parents and other family. So after being with that, a partner in that firm for about seven years, I thought I was going to retire there. I thought everything was great until I got calls from my partners that said, hey, we need to have a partner meeting. So let's get everybody together. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll just join you by the phone. They said, no, you're going to join us in person. I'm like, all right, it's fine. Drive to Logan. So I drove to Logan, and uh, sitting in that meeting, there were a couple partners, one in particular that really was frustrated with, I guess, some of my behaviors, and um, kind of treated me in a way that I didn't appreciate, <laughs> to be honest. Said a few things that he probably regrets today. And I left that meeting going, oh, like, my world was just... I, could, I, was, I felt like I got knocked upside the head with a two-by-four, you know? Uh, and I was, as I was driving home with Jen, I told Jen, I'm like, I, I can't see this continuing. And um, so we tried to contemplate what was ahead, and maybe we could band-aid it back together, or I don't know. But uh, I shared some of those feelings. I was working with Brad Allen at the time, and, and um, we're just trying to 
figure this thing out, where the future was headed. And about that time, I honestly, like I was reading, like I do uh, in the Book of Mormon, I was reading in 2 Nephi chapter 5. I've told you this story before, Wyatt. Um, I think I've told you too. Uh, and anyway, I had this experience that was uh, pretty amazing for me. I, as I read the words, it, it, uh, I saw the roadmap right before me, exactly what I needed to do. And you, you guys can reread it, and you, you'll be able to probably draw the analogy as you read through it. But um, so I had this amazing experience where I knew that I needed to leave. I basically, in that, that scripture, Lehi dies, you got Nephi and you got his brothers, Laman and Lemuel, and they're fighting. And the Lord tells Nephi, like, leave, take anybody who will go with you, go, you know, call yourself Nephites, um, keep the commandments, you'll be blessed and prosper in the land. Take the sword of Laban to defend yourself and, you know, this kind of stuff. So to me, that meant leave, um, start Davies Allen, get going. The cool thing, and I'll wrap this up quickly because I know our time's short, but the next morning I was very excited to tell Brad Allen about this experience so we could get moving forward. And I'm sitting at my desk and Brad shows up in the doorway and I'm like, Brad, I gotta tell you about this awesome experience that I had last night. And he comes around that corner and he had a Book of Mormon in his hand. And his, and his finger was kind of holding it in the, you know, in the middle of the book, a placeholder, and he opens it, and he says, dude, you don't need to tell me. He said, second, second Nephi chapter 5. And um, it was just <laughs> this crazy, it gives me what? cold, you know, little tingles right now, even saying it, but, so anyway, he had the same experience that I did. And we looked at each other, and we're like, all right, well, we got our work cut out for us, and from there, we didn't look back, but, um, so one of our, one of our cultures, you know, one of, one of our, the things that we focus on in our culture of Davies Allen is that we, we want it, we treat people the way we would want to be treated. Um, when we left that other firm, we were worried if all of our clients were going to come with us, but we had no reason to worry because they all came. Because we had built relationships with those people. And so it really taught us the value of having a relationship with the people we work with. That, that's where the, all of the value is. I believe that's in life, too. Like, our relationships with people are the best value of anything that we can have. Um, I guess from there we can kind of move into Best Nest and how yeah. that kind of started. And why, I mean, obviously talks a little bit about why it started, but kind of how you got that going. So, so we, we, we got it going, um, like I said, it was about three years ago. We wanted, this, we wanted the kids to kind of have a, this eye-opening experience like I had with Eric Adelius. Yeah. And so we, we met with uh, the high school, I think, I think I went to Todd Johnson first. And I said, hey, Todd, I uh, got this idea, what do you think? He says, I think that fits perfectly in CAPS. So Todd in, introduced us to the CAPS program and um, met with Weston Broadbent, told them that we wanted to do the Shark Tank thing, met with uh, Jason Watt, you know, the, the, the school district, and they loved it. 
And so we just set it up as a CAPS project and they started, they assigned us our first students. We had Savannah Labrum that year, Callan Kelly, right? And they, um, they just helped us build this thing from scratch. We gave, so basically in Vestness, we give away $10,000 in cash to a high school student that wins first place, their first place pitch. Uh, last year we actually raised, in our third year, I think it was close to 40 grand. And we gave away 7,500 to the second place winner and five grand to the third and then, I can't remember, a thousand to everybody else or something. But it's a program run, like I'm just the advisor. There's three, three or four students that are assigned to run the, the program. Yeah. And they run it and we just advise them on on what to do. So it's, it's really cool because these students that run InvestNest, they get to treat InvestNest like their business. They write the checks, they pay the bills, they raise the money, they, so they get to do, um, they get to do all that. So yeah, they get to run it like their own business. So that's InvestNest. So have you had a favorite project that you've seen come through? Oh. Right. No, there's. Hey, you know what? There's been lots of great um, projects. The ones that seem to be the best projects are the ones that the kids are doing already. Like they just they they've they had this idea. They're already doing it, and they're currently making money. Those seem to be the judges like those businesses the best. But. Uh, one of my, the ones I remember the most is this uh, student, um, I'm trying to remember his name, but he came up with this app and it was called Gas and Crap. <laughs> and it was like his idea was that he was gonna create this app that would rate all of the restaurant, or not restaurants, restrooms and um, gas stations along I-15. So it would show you like the current price, but it would also like rank how clean the bathrooms were. So like when the ladies want to pull over and need to use the restroom, like your mom does very often when we go on a road trip. Um, anyway, you can find the clean, the cleanest bathroom around. So that was, that was a funny one. I love it. There's always two bathrooms that you have to decide. I mean, like they always put them right together right off the freeway. It's a good idea. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that brings up a question I have, and this is, not necessarily related to you, but I think that your experience can help me. Okay. Um, and I think it's an opinion, so. But anyways, I'm wondering, <laughs> there are a lot of people who are natural entrepreneurs, and there are a lot of people who would prefer to be employees. And you mm. definitely have more of the entrepreneur um, in you. Uh, and I think part of investness is trying to ignite somewhat of an entrepreneurial spirit in the high schoolers. True. So my question is, are people born with an entrepreneur spirit, or are they able to acquire it? Can they go after that? Or are you either born an employee or an entrepreneur? Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know the answer to the question, but I think the key difference between the two is a willingness to take risk. Um, people who want to be go to work eight to five and have a steady paycheck are usually less, you know, that well they're more risk adverse. Whereas the entrepreneur is more like, oh man, I'm, I want to go create something and I have more passion about that than I do, you know, financial stability. They, and, and so they're willing to take more risk. Um, and I believe everybody, everybody's personalities have different levels of, levels of risk. 
But I, I'll tell you this, that I believe that as human beings, we are all want to create. It's just natural part. It's an innate part of who we all are. And so I think we're all entrepreneurs to some degree. We're trying to wake the entrepreneur because it seems like maybe our society uh, is more um, just over the past couple, maybe past century or so, uh, as the world just changes and turns, it seems like people are less willing to take risk and they want maybe the easier path in life. And so the easier path, in my opinion, though, isn't always the most rewarding path. And so, yeah, that's what InvestNest is trying to do, is it's trying to wake the entrepreneur uh, spirit in each of us. I love that. No, I think of Elon Musk, he's one of my favorite public figures. And you do think, like, that is crazy, Rich. Why would you ever take all of your money? So he had just barely acquired a, a large sum of cash from selling his business that was already successful. He could have retired. He could have gone on vacation with his family every day. But for whatever reason, he's like, no, I want to take all this money and I want to invest it into rockets and <laughs> into electric cars, which nobody likes right now. And he took that risk and now he's just made some, some very cool things that are just based off of him. And you're just like that. You take Yeah, just like Elon Musk right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the, he's now the second what, second wealthiest man in the world. Yeah. So definitely definitely a risk taker. And definitely confident in his thoughts and like what he, his vision of the future. It's awesome. Well, I think the cool thing about him and his, what he chose to do was that he wasn't super concerned about money. Like, yes, he's the second wealthiest man in the world. And maybe that was part of his motivation, part of his drive, but he really just wanted to make a product that he saw better. I think that's kind of what you're yeah. talking about. They have like a passion for creating something that makes the world better in some way or makes their lives better, you know, whatever it is, that's what, that's what helps them get to a point where they can be super successful. Yeah. I, I think that you're right. I don't think that most of these successful people start out and say, I want to be a multi-billionaire. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> they don't. They start out saying, this is the passion and the dream that I have and they, and they pursue it and they get lucky. You know, the timing's right and all of that. And they get a nice accountant along the way that helps them. Yep, right. <laughs> Guys, yep, exactly. you got to have your good good CPA to guide you along the way. The, I, don't, I just don't see Elon Musk following any advice from his CPA. <laughs> I just don't. He's just, his CPA is probably like, ah, I could have saved you so much more. <laughs> right. No, I think that goes along with what you were saying earlier, though. The accountants... The cool part about being an accountant, especially a CPA, is that you get to help all these different people with all of their different, not only financial goals, but just the things that they are inspired to do. That they have these crazy ideas and they think that they can make it. Oh yeah. Be something that can change the world in some small way. Yeah. You get to help them with that. It is fun working with people that have passion. Uh, right now I'm working with this guy named Craig Weston on this project down in Moab. Um, and he has a vision, I'm telling you what, and he has passion of what he wants to do. And it's so easy for me to get behind him and say, I'm with you, like, let's go do it. 
you know, I'll bring my skill set, you got your skill set, let's build a team and let, you know, let's go do it. So, you're right. I think one thing that's really cool about JW is just how he sees an opportunity and he just goes for it. And I think that's what maybe separates you from being one of the boring um, accountants that don't like socializing or whatever, because there, I don't know, I haven't known you for that long, but in the time frame that I have known you, any type of something that's come up, like with COVID testing, you wanted to find out antibodies and how that had affected people and different things. And so you like set up a project to take care of that. You weren't like, oh, I'll just wait for some research to come out. You were like, no, I want to do my own study and my own, pro you know, and you just went for it. And I just think that that is what is so inspiring about what you do is you see those opportunities and you go for it. Thank you. I do believe that. Like eight, to me, it's called agency. And that's one of our core values at Davies Allen. When we started the firm, we're like, we are gonna honor agency. And what agency does is it allows us to pursue our own thoughts and, and, um, and act upon them without anybody else, you know, keeping you from doing it. Right. And so, I mean, I do, like I'll have these thoughts <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a good, like, I think it's a good one. And then I, and then, or a lot of times they're not, it's like, no, that's, that's stupid. Like I have a lot of stupid thoughts, but when I have a good thought, I'm like, oh, geez, I'm going to, I want to do that. And then you just, you just do it, right? Like you just research and we have Google for crying out loud, like figure, you know, we can figure it out and we can, yeah. we can do it. I think he drives his wife a little bit crazy, he stresses her up a little bit, but yeah. Jen. You just, you just get on top of it. I think that's so cool. <laughs> Stresses me yeah. out a little bit. I'm like, oh, he's planning another thing. <laughs> uh, there's, so a, cool there's, oh, there's too much to do. It's too much to do. But. Perfect. Um, so I don't want to say that we're cutting it off right now, but I'd love to ask our ending question. Maybe yeah. that'll lead to another conversation just because there's a few things I've learned, but I don't want to ask the question if that makes sense. Okay, so I've been thinking about this one because you guys gave me a heads up. So the, the good vibe I want to leave is um, it's related to lifting others up. So being a kid growing up in Fillmore, I never had the clue. I never even had the idea that we could have as much success as we've had. So I believe in one of my major goals of Davies Allen right now is to create, a, like a, think of it like a factory of awesome CPAs. That's what I wanna do is I wanna help others become the best CPA they can be if, if they have a desire to do that. Um, so I believe in lifting others around us. Um, and, and I mean, I try to do that at work. I try to do that with my kids. I try to do that um, and everything that we do. And I just think that now when we do that, not always are we going to get the immediate benefits that come from that. Like I'm experiencing right now. I won't go into the details about that. So not always by doing the right thing, do immediate results follow like the short term results, but I do believe in long-term good karma. And I just believe that we should be helping um, to lift others around us. That's what I believe. That's the good, that's my good vibe. So, like I said, I, I, did, I knew I had more questions. Um, so with that, 
I, I figured that that would lead into it anyways. That's why I let you go on. Um, <laughs> just your perspective on lifting people around you. Yeah. Um, would you say that's what drives you to do so many, what some people would say, extracurricular things that... Uh, that and maybe my even just my own curiosity to be honest too like but but I am motivated what drives me probably initially is some thought that comes out of nowhere and then I have curiosity and then I'm like oh hmm, that's I like that but then I'm like and but then I have the feeling like well okay how do we do that and because anytime you're going to do something and it's going to be successful, you don't do it by yourself. Like, it's not going to work. You need a lot of good, solid people around you. And they need to be given an opportunity to grow, too. So it's worth it for them to do it, right? And so I just think, I do think that, um, I mean, I do think that... Uh, um, good things do come though, right? When you do that. And I, I'm just thinking right now of this situation um, that, uh, that I have in this, on this project in Moab. And it'd be very easy to say, well, let's go try to raise money and, you know, get the most that we can out of it and keep it for ourselves and not, you know, give the investors as little as we can. But the reality is I want the investors to have a good experience because there's going to be a next project down the road that we're going to need more help. And so I want to make a create a win-win situation, you know, for everybody. Well, that's why you're a really cool person, and that's why we're glad to have you. Um, <laughs> thanks for sharing your thoughts with us today. Um, again, I just think that there's, there's really cool people, even if, I mean, there's really cool things about everybody, even if they're just a, a boring accountant. Um, everybody around us has really unique and, and great things to add to the world, and it's it's your selflessness and the things that drive you to do things like that that, that I think make the biggest difference. So, again, just thanks for coming. Yeah, anything you want to close with? No, just thank you. I think it's cool to see you came from a very small town, and didn't you have cows growing up? And like, you yeah. know, you're a farm boy, and you have created your own CPA firm. I think that's amazing how one person can accomplish so much in their well, life. And it's been just, on, like I said before, though, like we would have never done that without awesome people around us. Right. I mean, it takes, uh, but you're nice to say that, <laughs> but it's it, it really does take, a, you know, what do they say? Like when you're a parent, it takes a village to, ra yes, you know, raise, to raise yeah. a child. <laughs> And that's that's how it is, I think, pretty much in it, in life in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Really Cool People. If you're not following us on social media yet, you really need to. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Go follow us. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss out on any adventures from our Good Vibe Hive. We'll see you next Saturday for another edition of Really Cool People.